Hello, and welcome back to Rabbit Troop Sucks. Today, not only do we have one guest, but we have two guests. Much like rabbits, we're multiplying. Today, we are back with our friend Lamar, and I'm gonna have Mike give a little background, and our friend Chris is joining us as well to discuss Hello. Fortress. Yeah, so say, say hi, Chris. Hello. This, this is Chris. Uh, so if Lamar is, is the long friend, Chris is the longest. I, I, Chris and I have known each other since since childhood. We went to school together. Oh, um, and he also uh, is one of the hosts of what we have referred to numerous times as our sister podcast, uh, something that they never agreed to, uh, but <laughs> less less than our sequel to, which is re really the reason that I'm doing this, because that was the only podcast that I listened to for a very long time. Mike, it's like oh, family. Nice. Like you just you just walk in the front door and yeah. you just start podcasting. I guess. Like, <laughs> like we're, okay. we're related or not. Right. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah, oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. What? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, coincidentally, we we had all talked about doing Fortress I was just say, uh, right? <laughs> in, individually, and Chris Chris texted me on the side and said, "Let we you you should have me on one do Fortress." So yeah, there's there's going to be a movie that I hope Chris comes back and joins us for that I won't say now. And Mike and I uh, have talked on the side, and I think Chris heavy handedly knows the movie I'm referencing. But I told, <laughs> yeah, I think I do. But I told Mike I, like directly, I was like, if Chris does not join us, I will not do a podcast on that episode. I was like, he's like one of the ten people maybe outside of the creators of that film. But yeah, we've been talking about Fortress, and it's funny. Mike said, "Yeah, Chris wants to do Fortress." I was like, "Oh, were you talking about it with him?" He's like, "No, independently." He just said he wanted to do Fortress, <laughs> um, which is great. Finally, worlds are colliding. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank God. Yeah, Chris. Chris is hours ahead of us, and you know that's how dedicated he is to Rabbit Troop Sucks. Why can't you? Why can't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, they don't want to. <laughs> maybe. Well, I'm going to jump in with two summaries of Fortress that I pulled up, and sometimes, and usually, I pull them from IMDb or at the back of a DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. But I really like this, so I'm going to start off with the back of a DVD that I saw on Amazon, and this <laughs> this is the only summary for Fortress. The year is 2017. The first child is yours. The second is theirs. That is it. That is the only summary of that movie. The second that one seem accurate. No, the, the, the second one I really wanted to read just because of the first three words, which the other one does pinpoint it's 2017. And I don't know if I remember that, but that movie says it is. But this one starts in a future. So in a future one of them. Private underground prison slash fortress. The inmates are computer controlled with CCTV, dream readers, and devices that could cause pain or death. John and his illegally pregnant wife are inside but want to escape before birth. I thought that was a more accurate summary. I still like it. Technically correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, this movie. Mm. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I can't debate any of those summaries. It's pretty lives <laughs> accurate to all of those. Although it does a better job of showing off what it is versus what how it was described. It's it's actually a lot better than I thought. Also, Lamar and I watched this. Was it on Plex or Tubi? Isn't yeah, this is my first time doing a review with you guys with um, doing outside research. And we watched it. I think it was Tubi. Yeah, so Lamar and I watched it together on Tubi. And I have side notes about the advertisements that we were getting. And it makes me think a lot about this movie and who might be watching this movie. I, I can't wait to get to that. Uh, but yeah. I was watching the movie and I enjoyed it. Uh, but those adverts were not for me <laughs> at, all, at all. That was a rich tapestry that was woven within all of them. As a side note about 2Bs and the way they uh, distribute their commercials, to, uh, it's definitely their own idea of what you think you need to see. It's... 
a wild world out there in the uh, world of <laughs> I'm looking TV forward advertising. Because I also saw this on Tubi independently of you guys, but I do not. It, I just got the same ads that I always get. Yeah, I mean, I, we could open up. Like, we were just definitely drilled with go to Applebee's. When you're done with Applebee's, are you into online sports betting? They really heavy handedly gave us online oh, sports. Oh, wow. Betting. I didn't get any of that. I mean, well, that was we're a lot. entering the uh, football season, so I'm expecting just online betting advertisements that show up everywhere, all streaming services, <laughs> all just regular broadcasting TV. It's just a thing to do when it's the beginning of fall. I just got an apartment ad with a really catchy song in it. No, we didn't, we didn't get any of that. And that's then big. it was uh, take out some loans. I actually own this movie on disc, so. That's, right. <laughs> that's, that's not surprising. <laughs> Did it the right way. <laughs> Do you own the sequel as well? Is it a box set? No, I've never seen it. Okay. Yeah, we have all discussed that we have not seen Fortress 2. Mm-hmm. Perhaps a future episode of Re-entry. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Re-entry, I think, might have been the subtitle of one of the scenes in this movie. But yeah, we, I think it's a reference <laughs> to that. We can talk about that later. All right, I guess we'll just jump in with a little bit of summary. So maybe it's 2017, maybe it's not 2017. Uh, This movie is directed by Stuart Gordon, and he wrote the screenplay for Reanimator. And also, he's in a movie that I actually want to review sometime, Space Truckers, which we watched at some point. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, yeah, so we dug deep, and I was like, wow, we've seen that movie, and I would definitely go back. Highlander himself, Christopher Lambert, is going to be uh, the star of this with Lori Lachlan. And I had to look up Lori Lachlan because I kept thinking, why does she sound so familiar? Uh, and it didn't really help me when I found out she was in like 500 episodes of JAG. Um, that, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was not the answer. Sweet. And, and Kirk, did you see all guest any spots, of them? Though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. And Kirkwood Smith, uh, everyone knows as one of the bad boys in RoboCop. We got uh, uh, clearly that 70s show. And um, I can't think of... Uh, the uh, Robin Williams movie with the teacher. Hook? <laughs> no. no uh, oh, my God. Dead Poets Dead Society. Society. Yeah. He, he's like the, the villainous father. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's a good villain. Um, yeah, people, people villains in a lot of other red, sci-fi movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. But it was <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, cool. But that's all I got. So, yeah, we're, okay. we're in the future. Mm-hmm. And we see... Uh, you know, these two who are a couple driving along and they're at some kind of checkpoint in the future and they get through the checkpoint, but they're kind of arguing a little back and forth as part of her uh, like undershirt is popping out, which you will later learn what she's wearing underneath, I don't know, some kind of long winter coat or trench coat or something. And they're trying to check in and it looks like they're going on vacation through Mexico, but they're really trying to get through the border because we... Canada, actually. It is Canada? (laughs) Yep. I, th- I thought it was not Mexico, and someone I saw in a review go, as that, as always, people are fleeing to Mexico, and I said, and I thought in my mind that makes sense too. So, <laughs> yeah, that but as as we quickly find out, even by the description, that his uh, Lori Lachlan and his wife Karen is pregnant, and they're trying to smuggle her through because you could only have one child, which is later learned in this movie yeah. that that's super weird. Like she technically is. There's a lot of weird things that probably people in politics don't want to discuss today, but yeah, I'll bounce it back to any of you guys. Uh, the problems that go wrong at checkpoint. Yeah. This movie makes no sense. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't read any synopsis, so I didn't know that that like pregnancy was an issue in this. Um, well, you don't really know that even even at the beginning and when all the things happen, you don't know that until later. Right. They don't tell you when this is or what the laws are or anything. No, th- thankfully there is hours of exposition mm-hmm. by various robots. Um, th- yeah, the, fir- the first indication that I had that there was something with, with childbirth was in this weird like future TSA checkpoint thing. 
someone fail not not either of the two main characters but someone fails the test and like books it uh and and the agent is like goddamn breeders i was like okay that's <laughs> that's weird um and i i think they no they didn't shoot anyone they just took him away. Yeah. Lori yeah. Lachlan also freezes up really hardcore and like, come on, honey, you need to keep moving yeah. along. There's like, there's like a line of three or four people. Yeah, she isn't them. being really chill about <laughs> no, it. No, she is not. Um, but she initially passes the test, but then uh, as they're getting to their car, uh, one of the guards like sees the collar of her, I guess like a lead flak jacket or whatever. Yeah, they, they really should have cut that collar off. It seems like, it, <laughs> like give, give her it's a like, kerchief or something. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember anything directly that guard says, but I just assumed he was a big old racist and sexist and many other things. He was making like weird lighthearted jokes all throughout. Like, well, he, ah, those breeders and like blah, blah, blah. Well, he, uh, Lambert forgot one of the bags. Oh, that's right. He's like, oh, you forgot her other bag. Yeah. Ladies and they're packing, right? Oh, yeah. Like the guys have the small bags and the woman always have those big bags. He's like, ah, oh, yes. Oh, I, can't, I can't even. <laughs> yes, thank nor- you. <laughs> I forgot. I can't even. <laughs> yeah. this. this is 2017 and, and apparently... The Mentel Corporation has taken over everything, but um, it's always Mentel. Yeah, it's interesting that I guess they stopped making cars at one point because <laughs> all the cars. Yeah, in 1992, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was like an '89 Escort. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. They pull right. up in their Geo Storm. <laughs> right. This was a simpler time. Fortress came out in 1992 when America was simpler and had more attainable visions. And I think that's exactly where society just ended and where car development ended as well. <laughs> yeah. The Geostorm was the last good car, yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. I, I mean, okay, so, so because of this, they're basically, they just run off. They're caught. You you think Christopher Lambert is the only one caught? He does something sacrificial. He kind of like he, goes against the guards. He gets ripped to fuck by those dogs. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, seriously, the dogs track him down, oh, and you think Lori Lori Lachlan gets away. I I'm gonna spoil it. She doesn't. What do you think she does for just a very very little bit? And we're immediately brought to Fortress. Where yeah, they can't feed those extra babies, but they can feed those murder dogs. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the, so Chris is alluding to something that I wanted to jump right into. The purpose of Fortress itself doesn't seem to be lucrative. It's let's keep expanding Fortress. That like, <laughs> it's like the guards are building Fortress, so we put in more guards to build Fortress. Right. And we turn well, they some do of get the... twenty seven dollars a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep just. Just one day it's all going to be fortress, and like I right. don't really get the point of it. It's like, like the Umbrella Corporation; they're not really working towards anything. It's a real long game. Like in twenty-seven thousand years, there's only going to be fortress, and we invested at the ground floor. <laughs> right. okay, that um, sounds like a really dark dystopian future. I could definitely see that. I think fortress just exists to give Kurtwood Smith like jack-off material. Oh yeah, yeah. This this is I think Mike and I have alluded to numerous times kind of an ongoing theme of especially 90s technology based movies. There's always some weirdo who's like oh, I'm going to get intimate with some technology and we're like mm, we don't need to see this. This could be He is like the ultimate incel though. Yeah. He is, yeah. <laughs> the whole time after we learned Kirkwood Smith's backstory, I just kept thinking of him as a child actor. Like this is what a child actor would grow up and become like I run the security thing, and I try to sleep with electronics. <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I have amino juices. So when I'm not doing that, like this is rehab. It's definitely for juices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, it's actually not all that dissimilar to uh, that other piece of shit movie we watched, um, Brain Scan. Oh it's yeah, just a guy in a techno room, perving on people. <laughs> I mean, he had consent from the neighbor. Mm, he didn't know it though. Yeah. 
<laughs> but when he found out, that got him off mm-hmm. <laughs> in multiple ways, I guess. With wow. The law, with other things. Yep. Welcome to Rabbit Troop Songs. <laughs> <laughs> the time frame was perfect for it. I mean, the 90s movies, uh, technology, really experimenting with the sexuality and technology, and there's artificial intelligence jumps and yeah and fortress falls in line with a bunch of movies like you described just this weirdos movie is just it <laughs> filling up technology. it really relied this movie 100 relied on people having seen a lot of other movies because yeah. <laughs> yes. they do yeah. not explain any of the technology or the concepts they're all really understandable if you're like a 90s sci-fi nerd uh, that's or something, very but, true yeah. I, most but of like this, i'm sorry go ahead yeah, go ahead uh, most of this movie <laughs> came together after realizing that there's a lot of scenery that's really close to Total Recall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if I didn't see Total Recall before this, some of this, this I don't know. Wait, when did this movie yeah, come out? Total Recall 92. explains what's happening, though. Well, yeah, and in the next scene, a voice on the bus explains what's happening. They're taking everyone to prison on a bus, and there's like a voice... It's a really nice narrative voice. Yeah, it's a really it's like, nice narrative like, voice. Hey, the future's great. You get robots be like, hi, welcome But it, to it seems like this voice is narrating more than you would tell prisoners so on the bus. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> Fortress is surrounded by 40 miles of desert. No one could ever leave Fortress, so don't left. even try. <laughs> yeah, to your left, you'll see blue skies. Those will be the last skies you'll see as laser beams will cut you off. Do not cross the red line. Fortress loves people. Crime does not pay. Well, yeah, and the voice explains like the kid thing. and or, but Maybe that's the Kurtwood Swift voice later. I feel like no, no, there's a mixture. I feel so, like everything that I know about the plot of this movie was explained to me by. If robots. it's not from the wall cam robots, <laughs> Kirkwood Smith gets on an intercom and tells you. No, there's a lot of. It was narrative. all over public address. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. This is a movie told by public address. <laughs> hey everyone, it's me, Kirkwood Smith. Just got a memo. Like if you're new here, sorry I haven't checked in. <laughs> Don't eat the walls; they will burn your face. Love you. <laughs> the crime doesn't pay. I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> deal with a robot. <laughs> I am a robot. I'm something. Yeah, well, yeah, he might, he might be something. We'll find out. And, yeah. s- and soon into it, it's a side note, I'm already seeing Applebee's commercials with Lamar. That's a side note, too. It, it was I'm Welcome to there. Fortress. You're hungry, aren't you? Come to Applebee's. Admittedly, I, I was getting hungry. <laughs> I saw zero Applebee's commercials. I feel left out. Um, fuck. So, okay. Uh, he's, he's going to prison for 31 years for whatever the fuck he did. Um... Yeah, on the, on the bus ride over, we meet Gomez, who will become another character, and we meet a, an early guy who's who's already freaking out. Like, in any jail movie, there's always the guy. Gomez? Yeah, that's his... Um, oh, uh, is that uh, the vegan cop from Scott Pilgrim? I call him Spaz. Okay. I don't, I don't know. We'll talk... Well, okay. It, it's who he's arriving with. It's him, <laughs> sure. him and Gomez become, I believe, cellmates in this. Okay. And, that's his name. But there's a, you know, in any movie you see about jail, there's another guy who's already freaking out. Like, I can't go here. Like, I have allergies. I had allergies. Oh, the guy the guy that has uh, allergies. The claustrophobic. The claustrophobic oh, that's guy. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And they're like, hey, like, we already told you, don't cross the yellow line. And he starts getting, like, uh, stunned. And then they're like, if you cross that red line, you're going to die. And he crosses the red line and dies. Yeah. So, oh, wait, wait a minute. Okay. So, one of the pieces of trivia that I read was yeah, that. Gomez, his last name. Is it Gomez? I don't fucking know. Um, that some of these scenes were actually shot in a real prison. Is that none of this looked like a real prison? No, I mean I, I also no. Some I of it that. was a real prison. Was yeah. it okay? And they apparently had to sign a contract. Th- that was the note that um, I took. Yeah, that, that they said they, it was okay if they didn't get rescued if they get taken hostage. Right. I would not sign that to be in this movie. And, <laughs> and apparently they someone wanted them to wear like protective vests, but the warden of the prison was like, 
the vests aren't really going to work because if the inmates get you, they go for the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's kind of Whoa. paraphrasing, but that's like the quote <laughs> from IMDb <laughs> so about this. They had the prisoners in the movie they were, too, or I, they were just were they the actors? I have no idea. <laughs> was this movie real? Is this a biopic? Yeah, no, none of these were, were actors. It was all just real prisoners. I would support that too. It was like Stanford prison experiment, but like, what if we became future people and we did these things? Like, how would the inmates turn on one another? Do yeah. they know about the amino acids? <laughs> they, they do not. Um, oh, you guys are talking about the scene where uh, the guy crosses the red line and dies. Oh, he gets intestinated. Yeah. yeah. Did we talk about? We I, didn't talk about. Did you guys notice all the dick in this movie? Already? Oh, there I was, was so much that. dick. Visible wing when they're. Um, <laughs> ushering them in and explaining how Fortress works. So that's a you know warning in case you're going into the movie and you don't want to see that, you're going to see it. No, yeah. you're. Well, that's, this is the first hint that maybe Red Foreman really just wants to perv on these persons. I also made it I very... mean, it's like 93. I mean, Turnabout is fair play, I think. <laughs> that's, I, that's I, true. I applaud the movie for all the dick. That's true. <laughs> yeah. At that time, yeah, go for it. It was I groundbreaking. I also made it clear in my notes that to Chris and Mike that uh, Intestinators could be a side musical project, and I would gladly put my name on that. But, I was know. also thinking that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, boom, copyright that, Mike. <laughs> Get on the webpage. Okay, I'll, I'll buy the domain. <laughs> yes. Add it to the list. Um... And we, we find out that uh, uh, he's there for, what, like 30-something years? So, 30, 31 years. Yeah, yeah. 31 years. Mm-hmm. So you cannot have a second child, and he is under the impression his wife got away, uh, and he's all happy about it, and he's like, I got 31 years because I aided her trying to get away, and that's how effed up the law is in 2017 in this future, that that's just bananas. Um, I don't I don't <laughs> that I, I don't even know where to begin with the interpretation of this law or anything. They make it clear later abortions are illegal. You will have a child, but if you do have a child, you will go to jail for thirty one years. So it's yeah. like it's like abortions Texas are illegal, presently. but everything they do in this prison is not <laughs> correct. Right. Yeah, everything, which is like just crime after crime after crime. Although recently the way things <laughs> have been going for us politically, this might be a realistic future for and us. And I was just gonna say this speaks volumes about what the reality could be if shit gets out of hand, which it is and can. Yeah. I, I could just admittedly see Kirkwood Smith just becoming a mayor or a president or a governor or anything. I would do it now before he gets <laughs> too old. And Somebody check on Vernon Wells. <laughs> Damn, yeah, hell yeah. I, I went in on that party. Yeah. Wait, so we, we, we didn't talk about the intestinator that they shove down your no, throat with right. like a giant that That wiener. is uh, also, um, the moment I saw that, I thought Total Recall, uh, that they're taking this metal ball, putting it in your body, and this is down your throat rather than up your nose like in Total Recall. But Yeah. yeah. And it's huge. It yeah. is. It's gigantic. <laughs> we find out it's humongous. Like, that's just a, that's a health hazard. That's really irresponsible. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, that's going to cause regularity issue. Probably a lot. Um, but yeah, every, <laughs> and they can apparently just trigger it so that it either hurts you or that it explodes your your little belly and that's <laughs> and that's that's what happened to the guy with the question yeah, yeah. Cro- and that's when he crossed the uh, red line and just went off automatically yeah something like that sometimes you need examples and he was our first yeah and, and after that example we get to the cell block where all the guys are checking out the newbies and then we see a slow uh, scrolling ceiling cam and that's clear that these robots are all around they're on the walls they're going to be monitoring them uh, the, you'll even find out they can monitor your dreams and thoughts at any point in time, which Kirkwood Smith loves, by the way. Uh, and then well, we, I watched this movie oh. um, in in HD, and <laughs> it, was, it was very clear that they only built one level of that prison. So at the beginning, when they're going down the elevator, 
they try to be clever and sort of cut like in between the floors and then sort of start over with the, with the set sort of redressed. Uh, but they did a really bad job and didn't make it dark enough. So you can see the mat and the cut when it happens. <laughs> I, did, I did not and notice that. You can see the matching number repeat when it goes down oh, to the next floor. God. So a whole plethora of movies I want to watch in HD now, knowing that there's little stuff like that you can catch these days. Oh <laughs> so we quickly get to the cell block, and there's a bunch of guys there, and they're like, no, 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 we're already crowded enough. We can't take on anyone else. There's kind of a tussle, and then the robot camera steps in. It's like, you know, we're going to hurt you, and one of the inmates gets, you know, intestinated and he's more stunned, and they're like, whoa. And then one of my favorite characters, D-Day, he's the long-haired guy. He, he's my, yeah, he's great. He's my second favorite character. Is he character. the nerd one? Yeah, he's okay. my, he's my okay. second favorite character. He's the reanimator. Oh, that, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. He's my second favorite uh, character of this movie. And we're about to meet our first, um, or my first, that is. And then uh, we kind of find out how this works. Like, everyone's going to stay in line. And, you know, right now we just know the physical. You touch anyone, you do anything, you know, these robots are going to come and get you. Soon we later, it's all, also a mental thing. And then uh, one of the guys, the guy who just got zapped, he's like, okay, well, get ready because you're going to pay the rent. He's like, what do you mean pay the rent? And it's, uh, we're going to meet another inmate, 187, who comes and collects the rent, uh, which is by sexually molesting you or just looking like a jerk i don't really know yeah this, as you do yeah <laughs> so this guy he was supposed to, this was the guy who was supposed to be played by robert zadar right yeah robert's robert zadar we will talk probably through every three films we ever cover he's this elusive man who is a former police officer from chicago i know some police officers in chicago i've asked about this they did not know who he is but one day i'm gonna meet a connection unfortunately this guy passed away i think a handful of years ago but he's in a ton of films mike and i've watched over i don't know 20 years you may recognize him as having a gigantic face and chin mm -hmm. uh, and he's the bad guy in like every 80s movie he's very expressive he is he's yeah samurai perfect for his movie what? he was was he in samurai rickshaw i don't know American Rickshaw? American, American no, Rickshaw. American Rickshaw, sorry. Uh, Samurai Cop, I know he was in. Maybe yeah. One day we'll do he that. was probably, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, th this scene was weird because, yeah. yeah, you know, 187's trying to do butt stuff to everybody. But they made they made the rules pretty clear. Like, you can't, there's no touching except for molesting people, which is okay. And 187 is the murder code, so he's in there for murder. So you know they, And they're, you know this because they fucking explained it to you. Yeah. That's Vernon Wells. Is it? Yep. Okay. Road Warrior. Oh yeah, yeah, to yeah. Assless chaps. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that yeah, it was the assless chaps that brought me together. And so yeah. we get a little time jump and to you know seal the deal. Also, now my favorite character, who is not my favorite at first, Abraham is actually my favorite character. He's like, don't dream. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, all right. Weirdo. Oh yeah, when they're getting settled in the room, and yeah. they have to sleep on the floor for some reason. Overcrowded, like mm -hmm. two people have beds. But yeah, he says, "Don't dream," and you're like, "What does that mean?" And it's more that these robots come and scan your dreams. Yeah, let's and, let's talk about that dream yeah, for so, a second. So it's, oh yeah, oh, let's talk about <laughs> oh, let's, no. let's talk about the dream second. <laughs> let's talk about what this is supposed to do and the dream that Christopher Lambert is having. Uh -huh. So it's if you ever like have a erotic dream or have any kind of sexual thoughts or anything, I would assume what is highlighting. Anything that gives you pleasure, a cool experience, whatever it is, not just sex, anything just to break your spirit, these robots are there. That's not immediately what happens. So no, Christopher Lambert 
day one, gets locked up in jail. He's kind of threatened. He's beat up a little. He goes to sleep on the floor and boom, now just straight up porn sex dream. That's, that's just that's weird. That's, that's a weird, uh, a weird situation. It is weird. Treatment. It doesn't really illustrate his mental state. It gets but, weirder. Well, yeah. <laughs> trying to escape, I guess. But, um, I think the, the more to the point is that, um, even Kurt Wood Smith, who is the prison monitor, he can actually visualize these dreams as well. Through yeah, these, he's uh, watching dreams. it like it's on television, and he from a third person. Yeah, is yeah, someone's filming this, and it's like almost this. like in Predator Vision. It's like one step away from like the heat scope. Yeah, like you're right. like, like it's like like psychedelic vibrating colors, right. and he's super into it. And yeah, he's sitting there in front of his his screens, and like the the prison AI. What's the prison AI's name? Like. Uh, oh, I Darcy it. or no? It's like three letters. It's like whatever. Ah. She like she goes to check on him like someone's mom. She's like, "Hey, Red Foreman, are you, you tossing off?" He's like, <laughs> "No." Um, but so Chris, you mentioned that because you, you watched this in four K, that you were you you kind of caught on to some things. You mentioned something something to me that I was oddly on the lookout for, uh, <laughs> and, and was treated to uh, during during Lambert's sex dream. I think you yes. can see some some lamb balls. The lamb balls are there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> which indicates some. I mean, this movie must not have been Union. No. <laughs> yeah. Were they actually fucking in that dream? Like the was Christopher Lambert it, actually possible. fucking that actress? It's not in the IMDb. I don't know. Okay. But Zed is the, it, is the it, computer. Balls were out. Yeah, yeah, you could you could see his balls. That's not in the director's cut. That's not discussed in by the anybody. I, I didn't turn on the, the commentary. Maybe that's the commentary. Maybe that's brought up. So my favorite character is Abraham. My second favorite character is D Day. But my favorite conversations are between Kirkwood Smith and Zed the robot. Okay. Exactly for what Mike noted, like. Uh, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, hey, quiet down, you. Like, like I'll do what I want. Like, it is super cartoony for me, which I like. There's like an underlying conversation between the AI and uh, what is Kurt Wood Smith's name in this movie? It's like, um, I can't recall. <laughs> did he have one? Yeah, he did. I read it at the beginning. I'll have to go back. Oh, Poe. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like Chairman Poe or something. Chairman Poe? Is... <laughs> Director Poe, I think. <laughs> and, um, it, you kind of get a tone that um, he's not really in control. He's just a kind of a prison monitor. He's just control just, monitoring their thoughts, and the AI is really in control. Just a cog in the fortress. Yeah, but I mean, so the 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 end result of this sex dream is that uh, Christopher Lambert has to go to horny jail for a little while because you, you get punished for enjoying yourself. Um, he should go to actual jail, probably. Probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean Christopher Lambert himself. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. You know that was. I mean that was his doing. That yeah, he is one hundred percent responsible for his balls being on screen. He, re- he requested it. it. Was in his contract. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Why I have this on the notes. It was. Uh, I think people getting in. And I wrote Christopher Lambert a lot of shoulder rubs. <laughs> I think that was. Oh yeah. He's, no, I know. It's going back through notes. That's when he's trying to calm the guy down. This is. You know, I'm taking a step back. But the guy who died because of the. Uh, he crossed the red line. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're on the bus or the transport together, he's take like, a deep breath. He's like, <laughs> he's like giving him shoulder rubs. I was like, why did I write that down? And I was like, don't touch me, don't touch me in this bus. <laughs> he's a very physical actor. <laughs> That's what drove that guy over. Was like, that guy was already anxious in stage two. He's like, people are touching me on the bus. Yeah, it wasn't the prison that made him claustrophobic. It was the it was all the touch. Yeah, it's all the coming together. Yeah. The bad, bad touch. Uh. 
Yeah, I don't know where we get to here now. What's going? What's going on next? I, th- I think Red Foreman uh, requests that Lambert go to visit him because he wants to like be a, be an even bigger prick. Yeah, um, and he, you know, he. He's, we get more. Well, wasn't this after the? Um, was this after the the raping? The, the raping. Yeah. 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 So one eight seven is trying to rape Gomez, and Christopher Lambert gets involved. That's right. I, I am gonna highlight. I also kind of like Gomez's uh, kind of stand up nature to Christopher Lambert after this moment. Like once Christopher Lambert gets involved to help him, that dude Gomez is like his best friend. Like it is shown throughout. Like anything that guy needs, I'll like totally help him. I'm like right on. Like why is this not helping or happening at least with a couple other people? Like. 187 sucks. Yeah, it's a good showing of friendship there. Yeah. And you got to bond together to overcome bigger obstacles in prison like Mr. 187. Yeah. Right. So then, yeah, they capture all of them. And what happens is they put them in these stand-up blue laser chambers. And they, they're trying to wear each person down. So they're each individually in this cage, like a bird cage. But imagine all the cage wires are just made of blue lasers. So Gomez is immediately tired and kind of goes down in here. Zip! And the lasers will cut through you and probably you in half and kill you. So they're trying to wear them all down, each down psychologically. Who instigated this? Through a series of events, Christopher Lambert admits, I did it, I did it, because he knows Gomez is going to go down. So he saves Gomez a second time. But then Kirkwood Smith is delighted while he's getting a shave from Abraham. <laughs> Power move. Um, he's getting Wait. shaved, and then uh, he walks in uh, by uh, Kirkwood Smith's request. Wait, wh- why? why were they having such a dilemma as to talk about who who started it because someone they, was they were afraid more it's more punishment i kind of like kind of sick in a sick sadistic way i kind of like these dystopian prison movies and just ways of torturing pr- prisoners i was actually thinking the same thing yeah and i think i was this like well wow, another... there's some cleverness they've came up with some clever ideas in this horrible prison yeah it was <laughs> a, like fair. a layer of imprisonment within prison <laughs> yeah and so, so interrogation just for, on, yeah. well on mike's end it was yeah we know who did it we just want to beat you down even more mentally and whoever does if you tell on this person so like if you tell on me, which was Gomez, like trying to tell someone, you're gonna get it worse because you're a snitch, and we know that. Mm. But someone has to admit it, and then no one wanted Christopher Lambert to do it because he didn't do it. And Kirkwood Smith comes up, and we find out that you know, uh, uh, Christopher Lambert is ex-marine. He was a black beret. Yeah, and he's like, black beret. Yeah. He's like, I wanted to meet you, but you suck, and like you know, I don't want you admitting to this crap because you know I'm just gonna make your life worse. And P.S. Your wife's here. <laughs> so this oh, is. Yeah. And he shows him video. Well, he left the Black Berets in disgrace. That's right. Because your whole platoon don't explain. Yeah, platoon this, was killed. This ha- yeah, this is brought up twice in this movie. Your platoon was killed, and he's like, ah, oh, just mentally <laughs> affected. And it's only brought up one other time at this weird like we ain't in your platoon moment. Like, and I was like, what? Oh yeah, very that was weird it. moment later. Yeah, yeah but uh, his wife is on like floor thirty or something in the women's penitentiary. Right. So it so shows him a video of her taking a shower because that's the only one he's got. <laughs> um, of course, he saved that one. Yeah, with the, yeah, with the tits in it. Yeah, of course. Hot button three. God, who's that? Yeah, he's got that. He's got a shortcut. By the way, do you guys think that um, I, when I was watching this, I was really reminded of Walton Goggins um, by Kurtwood Smith, and I think that Ooh, like, yeah, I they're that very person. similar. Yeah. Like Kurtwood Smith, eighties, nineties stuff. Like you could just put Walton Goggins in there, and it would be, 
It's kind of is the head shape, isn't it? So maybe, maybe we shouldn't publish a lot this of it's episode. A giant forehead. And maybe we shouldn't publish this episode. And we all four just try to get some Netflix screenplay money, where we're like, "Hey, we want to redo Fortress with Walton Goggins. And who, who would be who would replay uh, Christopher Lambert? Because I'm just in for Christopher Lambert. Like, yeah, just no, bring him back. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's he doing these days? I don't know. Well, who, who's the guy who played Highlander in the TV show? Let's one up him with that. Like, let's make that. Oh, always that other guy. Yeah. He might be too old too. Yeah. Who, who was? That. I don't know of any young actors with off-putting accents and willingness to show ball. Uh, let's get uh, who's uh, in Rogue One. Mads. What's Mads' last name? I don't know anyone. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, let's get let's get him. He'd be fantastic in this. Do you know how angry he would be? <laughs> he'd be too good. I mean, oh, he would be too good. good. Yeah. He'd be biting. But, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. We'll, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll table that. We'll, we'll think tank on that. So this has been brought to you by Netflix and our upcoming movie, the reboot of Fortress. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Never mind the movie Fortress that just came out. That is not related. We also this is the third one. <laughs> yeah, Lamar and I had to look up like was that related? It is not. This new one is not related. Oh, one of the guys, like one of the cellmate guys, was in the movie Fortress that had come out like five years before this movie. Oh wow! Really. He was, yep. he was destined to be in Fortress. Small, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What makes you ready for this role? I've been in every Fortress movie. <laughs> I've already been in Fortress. <laughs> been Obviously, in I can do it. I've returned. It's like a real Patronus situation. Oh, well, going back to in the movie, uh, then uh, as you're both highlighting, like, oh, yeah, not only is it just a shower scene, like, oh, conveniently, I'm going to show your wife in your sh- in the shower. He intestinates her. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Tortures her <laughs> right in front of him. Yeah. So she just goes down for no reason. And you got to assume she has well, no Well, then idea. she does him, too. I mean, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> Everyone gets intestinated. <laughs> that is literally a note that I have written down here. It says everyone. Everyone gets. gets in the, he's hitting that button like. Yeah, Arr. no, he, he fucking loves it. So Abraham becomes one of my favorite characters oh, right yeah. here because uh, immediately, uh, uh, Christopher Lambert realizes like, oh, like one of my cellmates works for this guy and might have some inside information. That's who was shaving Kirkwood Smith. And Chris shaving Lam- his face. Yeah, shaving his yeah. face. That we face. Well, yeah. Yeah. That was that scene. There, Chris has the DVD. He knows. Definitely not his chest, because <laughs> no. we see that later. The shave reel is prominent. Is that who? Is DVD. that who did Lambert's balls for the scene earlier? <laughs> so he so he demands uh, that uh, Abraham tell me where is the women's penitentiary? Where is the women's level? He's like, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. And he immediately Abraham's like he just goes, You've been here for two effing days, dude. Like <laughs> like all these people have been there for years and all of a sudden Christopher Lambert has this attitude and I agree with Abraham, like, you gotta slow yeah. your roll, dude. <laughs> like you have been here for like forty hours. And you're already like getting into fights. People want to kill you. I don't want you associated with my boss. I'm trying to keep my head down. Shut the f up, dude. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, I'm sorry. You've been here for two days, and your wife's. Here. I've been here for oh, like 45 years, shaving this guy's face. And, and <laughs> He's forgotten plus. what it's like. This, like your first day in, just the madness that you overcome. Just the be stable to accept what fortress is just a prison of the mind so it's like it's like a philosophical moment like do we need people like 187 to put other people in their place mm. like hey man this is just not the way <laughs> <laughs> this is not how we do it here in fortress <laughs> what are the prisons you've been to we have manners sir yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well we, we now we see 187 again oh yeah um 
because he just starts kicking Lambert's ass. <laughs> yeah, we get the bridge fight. We get the bridge fight, yeah. Yeah, he, he's also angry. He's like, you shouldn't have said it because you didn't do it. And I was like, why are you angry about this? Well, like, there's no right answer to this question, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. He but, didn't rat him out, but... But this is what I read. Gomez, I swear, like, I think this is such a cool relationship just subtly. He immediately sees that Lambert's getting his ass kicked. He's like, this dude tried to help me. Gomez jumps off a flight of steps onto 187, like over a railing onto the guy's back. Like that was kind of an all or nothing move. Yeah, and then yeah. he gets fucking ripped. <laughs> right, yeah, it doesn't help. He, he tried. He yeah. tried. Yeah. In D&D, yeah. he rolled a one. Yeah. Well, well he rolled a two. Yeah. He's alive. And now we see why Lambert is so successful in fights, because all he does is kick people in the crotch. That That's like his one... That's true. His That's one true. move. Or flip over people in wide shots. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, I don't know what it's like in this future, but I bet in the future, crotches are just like a point that if you kick them, you go down. It's people true of any, <laughs> any timeline, really. I, I don't know about that. They're very sensitive in the future. That's true. A lot of amino acids. But like you said, Lambert, he found his fighting style, and it <laughs> actually works out better for him than... You know, you take the Stallones and the Schwarzeneggers, they go in with guns blazing and all that. Lambert just He's going, gives yeah. you right to the balls. Mm-hmm. Well, it, the, the degree he has is crotch juggling. <laughs> <laughs> I did like this fight scene between him and uh, 187, though. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. I, yeah, it, yeah, it was good. I like that. A little above average than the... Um, uh, above average than the typical just bar fight scene yeah so and then we also get a little foreshadowing so lambert's wife walks out and is literally 30 feet above right, this like you can you can clearly see her <laughs> it's like from where lambert is. it's like level two of the mall she's right. just looking over and there's a fight she's like oh what's happening right. i mean you could see um then there's this i do like oh. that they sort of give her pov yeah yeah so like she's looking and you're thinking well can't she tell that it's the dude and then you see her pov and you're like well maybe she can't yeah. it's like this movie actually has some pretty like, uh, like inspired directing a little bit. Like once in a while, there'll be <laughs> that, like something true. that like a shot, and I'll be like, "Wow, that's pretty I good." I noticed that too. It's um, it's not your average movie. I would have dismissed it, except for little moments that just shine. To just like, oh, this is better than your average crap that you'll see. Yeah, apparently they made this movie on fifteen million. I th- and they initially had a budget of eighty million when Schwarzenegger was supposed to do it. Yeah, so sh- and he backed out. So Schwarzenegger was so supposed to be the they, lead, yeah. oh, as we wow. brought up Total Recall. Yeah, and also, I mean, it kind of makes sense too because all of this really is just kind of in a jail. It's a very small set, but I, I agree. I do agree that it, it does seem more spacious oftentimes. But that scene with her is honestly just looking over the railing over like a mall. You're like, you. I agree with Chris. She might not see who exactly is fighting, but I'm like, damn, like. You captured this guy and just put her wife like a floor up. Like what the hell? What the hell? Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, like that's crazy. But this movie had the budget of like Juno. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. it was pretty impressive what they did with it. Yeah, that's fair. And during all of this, we get like that retractable floor, and so as they're fighting, the floor yeah. is going back and back and back. And I do like you think they're gonna fall at the end, but there's still like that one little triangular like foot, mm-hmm. and they're both standing there. Um, and uh, oh, <clears throat> at this point in time, was that before or after? That uh, 187 falls off the side. Is that when there's no more floors or a little floor left? I think there's a little floor. floor And like he he, he saves him. Yeah. And so, so yeah, Christopher Lambert gets him up. So saves him. And everyone is chanting. And I was like, damn, Abraham got put in his place. Mm -hmm. Because he's like two days in here. And now everyone in this prison is chanting Christopher Lambert's name. 
uh, whatever it is, John Beckett or something or something. Who cares? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah. And then, uh, then he gets intestinated, uh, one eight seven, and then his little his little yeah. intestinated ball the hole all the way through. Him. <laughs> well, it's I, awesome. I thought that I, I thought the robot shot him. Wasn't that? Did, it was the no. All oh, right, he didn't get intestinated. Oh yeah, yeah. it was the yeah, um, robot. the ion cannon or whatever. Yeah, it, was. it shot like a cartoon sized like hole through. Melted his, him, it, but it, mel- it didn't melt the the intestinator. Oh, that's yeah, and, and that's no, because they say at the beginning it only this it only blows up organic material. Wow. Right. All right. So Lambert collects the intestinator for future use. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he hides it. And we, we get yeah. a cut to Abraham and he says Somebody something. went back and cut and paste a thing into the script at the beginning to explain there that. You <laughs> go. There and, and we get a cut to Abraham and he's like, oh, like, I like that guy or says something. So even in two days. I owe you an apology. Oh, yeah, that's right. I would. Oh, but first Lambert says, uh, hold on, let me check my notes. You fucking assholes! <laughs> that was a good In laugh. response to one eight seven getting his his belly blown, and then yeah, Abe, Abe apologizes. Uh, and I was like, wow, only in for two days, he really proved, proved his point. Real stand up guy. <laughs> where where I get then? Uh, um, oh, then this is then uh, they're, they're, we're cleaning out the one eight seven's bed, and they find his like porn treasure trove. Yeah, and then we get another cut to. Uh, uh, oh wait, we get a good we get a good quote in that scene. What is it? He says, "He's like, um, he's like, you're not the boss anymore." And he's like, "Since when?" And he goes, "Since your friend got blasted by the splatter gun, dickhead." <laughs> it was good, really. It was that D-Day. delivery yeah. by the D Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as Chris said it that way, I was like, "Oh, was D Day." Yeah, I kind of rooted for D Day when they finally had opportunity to know that they weren't going to be bullied in their own cell by that dude anymore. And I believe this is where we get um, uh, Kirkwood Smith now interacting with the subplot of meeting Karen. Like, I want to meet Karen. Uh, isn't that what happens now? I yep. don't know. Then we get the lawnmower man therapy. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, the big Vitruvian man, like, carousel yep. torture. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down weird Max Headroom Quantum Leap psychedelic trip. Yeah, I mean, all these things are accurate. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so Christopher Lambert is on some kind of like spinning orb, like he's pretending to be an astronaut training <laughs> right. device. And you think he's just like spinning around an orgasm, but you find out it's orgasmic nightmares. And I wrote, orgasm question mark baby carriage red snake stop arg 187 rape uh and then kirkwood spins in a chair it was very bad yeah so even in his own dream like part of it red snake rape various other things there is a slow motion movement of kirkwood smith spinning in christopher lambert's dream like this oh i do remember christopher lambert's dreams are very happy well that well that's very well maybe maybe kirkwood smith made it maybe that's like him signing off like an artist like at the very end he's like (laughs) maybe you get a final cut pro and just put that together real quick (laughs) he has his own watermark It's actually just the demo watermark because he wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> yeah, so settling back in, uh, I like that Kirkwood Smith just identifies the room as, oh, the mind wipe chamber. The mind wipe chamber. I was like, that's it's like, it's like if you want a Star Wars add-on toy to the Death Star, like that's the compartment with the mind wipe chamber. <laughs> that's rare. You don't see that a lot. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This is where... <laughs> this, oh, God. Um <laughs> <laughs> three days um th- this is where the wife and red foreman are trying to like three. you should tell yeah. he's been in there for three days yeah he, he's talking to the wife uh who's who's i don't know i don't he's trying to convince the wife to like move in with him so they can bang or whatever 
Um, yeah, this is. And he's like, if you do it, I'll I'll take your husband out of this stupid thing. He's weirdest, been in there for three days. Weirdest negotiation ever. Most people don't make it past four. Uh, this this whole this whole romance or attempted romance is ramped up so quickly. It's like once I invited you in. We're eventually going to watch a movie called Manborg, and we should totally mm. have Chris as part of this. It's an hour long. It's amazing. Um, but this is kind of what it's like. Like, hey, want to come to my chambers? No. I think you do. I don't. Cool. Three days later, <laughs> like, maybe you just want to move in. Like, I'm torturing your husband. But, like, too soon? Think about it. Like, talk to me. Here's, here's a sample. I think at this point in the movie, like, Kurtwood Smith is, like, I started to feel... I think maybe because he's a good actor, like that he's or probably the best actor in the movie. Oh, yeah. That that he was like almost like an equal victim of Fortress as Christopher Lambert was. This is literally why I noted before. Yeah. This is where childhood stars go. This is childhood acting. Like you love them, and society discarded them, and then this is the horrible lives that they've turned out. They're like. I just wanted the semblance of love. And we're like, Lindsay Lohan, you're not allowed to love. And this is this is what's happening to Kurt <laughs> Well, there's like that extra stuff that probably wasn't in the script, but like his facial expressions and stuff when he gets the orders, like from the AI. Yeah, he like he seems unsure about everything and he's just not like like he doesn't understand like the human feelings that he has. Yeah, what's interesting and you know, I feel bad for him. This is based on a novel, I think. I, I have to I, I agree with Chris that that there's a lot more going on, and I would have to assume if this is a novel, this is probably equally the second character of the film instead of just Christopher Lambert's character. Yeah, yeah, if it is a novel, then this is probably the focal point of it. it, it you can clearly see that he likes the sexual imagery. It's probably representative of something else underlying well, in his mind or something well, rather. Yeah, I would yeah. guess like in a novel they would sort of parallel the two characters. And they didn't do that in the movie because it was supposed to be like a Schwarzenegger movie yeah, or whatever. But, right. They do have dialogue I, later on that you can kind of see it, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. Well, and I see yeah. four people in a screenplay, so maybe I'm just making that novel up. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it's, um, I mean, either way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if somebody good was doing it, they would parallel those two characters. Yeah, correct. Oh, that's very true. There's none yeah. of that here. No. So do we, no. you you mentioned uh something. No. Uh Kurtwood Smith's uh sexuality. How, do we know Bitches leave? What? <laughs> no, sorry, that's him from Robocop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches leave. <laughs> is this the same guy from Robocop? It um, is. Yeah. Uh do we do we know what he is yet? Has that been explained? Uh, it hasn't been no. explained. Okay. Not yet. Okay. It's, it's kind of um, hinting at it with the explanation that of when he's talking with when he's negotiating with his wife of just what he needs in life. No, well, he'll. I mean, we we, we can oh, get to it. Like, I see this is, in my notes. It's yeah, like it's it's coming right up. Yeah, it's straight okay. up. Like, yeah, he, like, he's right. like yeah. I mean, we'll we'll go with one scene really quick. Uh, Kirkwood Smith does uh, with the agreement with Karen. Okay, you're gonna move in with me. And we see kind of a time lapse and Christopher Lambert goes back. Apparently it's been four months. We see this over time. Well, he, he's a ghost. Yeah, he's a ghost man. It's a quote of D-Day. Oh, just a, just a little bit of a jump back. During the mind wipe part, the montage, um, when Kurtwood Smith has like the fetus, like the clear belly with the fetus in it, and then Christopher Lambert gouges his own eyes out. I remember that. I was 
100% on board. <laughs> I wanted to gouge my eyes. Yes. yes. During that whole scene, I just envisioned they went to Christopher Lambert and they're like, okay, we want you to crush these blood capsules in your eye sockets. And just him, just envisioning him doing that on set <laughs> and making that. Eyes. <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> That some people call the quickening, and you can look that <laughs> you can look that up. But yeah, so he's re- he's returned, and he's just a shell of a man. And then I think very soon after, you know, Karen's living with him. She then sees that he is hooked up to these machines. There is a lot of Darth Vader imagery that actually happens, not only with him, just kind of like masks popping off. You see some robots, and this is definitely like Darth Vader in the lab itself, because mm-hmm. he is like half machine. He's got all these tubes hooked up. I even wrote Darth Vader question mark, um, half wired up, half human. No one really knows what's going on. And then he, that's why I brought it before. He talks about his health regimen, which is every month he absorbs a uh, amino acids. And that's just that's all he needs. He doesn't need food. Oh, that's what. Okay, <laughs> just, just just a monthly dose of um, amino acids. He doesn't need. Hmm. Uh, sleep or eat efficient just have some of that right. in your boy yeah and then she immediately this, this is interesting this might not be my go-to question but i think uh karen at this point in time just does not give a shit and it's you couldn't make love <laughs> like that seems almost she seems concerned like maybe relieved too just at I don't that know, point it seems like kind of a good deal <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I like, could eat whatever you want, play some video games, watch TV. Yeah. There's a couch. He's like, hang out with me. I'm a little bit of a weirdo, but um, you don't have to go back to prison right. Uh, right. for the whole time. And I won't murder your husband. <laughs> also, I, I actually want to throw out, like, he actually was truthfully saying, I'm just looking for companionship. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, that's honestly all that he wanted. He's sad. Like, He's yeah. a sad guy. <laughs> he was like, I will never touch you, and I can't have sex with you, and we were just going to hang out. He's like the he's like that dude that goes up to hookers and it's like just hang out for the night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just wants to talk. <laughs> yeah, Poe is not getting his drinks. balls out in a sex scene. No, <laughs> he definitely is. So, so I guess I guess we found out Abraham does not shave down there. Yeah, there. Well, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> not his chest anyway. I mean, we don't no, know. No, yeah. yeah, there's there's other things. Maybe there's another port or something down there. <laughs> His wires are programmed with pleasure. <laughs> yeah. He's got like an S video or something down there. <laughs> cross, cross the wire, Abraham. Cross. Are you a pleasure butt? <laughs> um. Where am I even going to get an S video cable? <laughs> In this future, I believe they're all around. Yeah. 2017 S video is impossible. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, where were we at? I got lost. Now, the, the amino acids. We, we kind of have like the montage where they're taking care of Lambert and they're like taking showers together. And, and now he's getting shaved. Cause he's, he's just, mm-hmm. he's just a sad he's, sack. Well, he, oh, he's, he's, mind wiped. Seen, he's, really. he's mind wiped. He's pretty, yeah, <laughs> it is it's erotic. He probably, he argued to have balls in this one, but they, so I mean, he's shaving will... his face, telling him about his wife very intensely. <laughs> right. We will quickly I mean, find not... out that mind wiping technically isn't permanent. So, this future technology, I have a lot of questions about. So if we put you in this like geo chamber and, <laughs> and shake you for three days, you're not gonna remember anything. But, it, but there are ways. Really good. <laughs> there are ways to like just beam it right back in your face. We've got a, we've got some grid lights, and we'll just beam some memories back. Well, we'll you know, you have to have the really like weak metaphor of the kid in the pit. That's how you get <laughs> right. That's how you cure mental illness. The kid in the pit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, the wife. Uh, 
she tricks her way into using the computer by giving Red Foreman champagne. We do find out she has a, like a, a experience and uh, she was in the army herself as like some computer expert. And so she's like, sweet, I need to tap into this. So yes, she she devises this plan and I don't know why she figures this would work. Uh, I still don't fully understand. Um, I mean, to an extent I do, but yeah, they have some alcohol. She's like, let's celebrate and pours them a little bit of champagne, I believe. And he, drinks, and he just passes right they, the fuck out. He's like, oh, this is good. And he has like two sips down. and he's out. It's, yeah, It's two sips, maybe yeah. three tops and he's out on the floor unconscious. Is there some chemical where it's like, you know, if you're only made up of amino acid and then had alcohol, like it would explode? Is this like a maybe. science experiment? I don't, I don't know. know anything about science to this level. I would feel anything outside of this water would intoxicate you if you're just living off of just a processed amino acid and that's the only way you're living that's fair yeah. <laughs> yeah so she she devises a plan that oh i could actually warp his memories back i don't really know how she figures this out or acknowledges that this is a thing but she clearly just understands this is the technology and this can be done so yeah oh i didn't get it in before but um in my notes i wrote down christopher lambotomy and uh <laughs> oh, that's brilliant that's solid. i don't i don't have anything to back it up i just want to move on from there okay i, I like that that was chris's side note and my side note was Living in cell block F just seems like it'd be easier in a lot of ways. And I meant that just in life in general, but maybe just waking up in cell block yeah. F and digging a hole and just not touching lasers just for a lot of people. Sometimes that's just the day I need. I mean, pulling, those, pulling that bedrock out looked pretty satisfying. I mean, I could get into that. Yeah. Right. Like just do that and go to bed. Just breaking rocks all day. Yeah. When all said and done, they're going to take all your notes you made from all these movies, make a philosophical book about life. <laughs> You know, I eat mental gruel every day. I know what's in it. There's no surprises. The end. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so, uh, what was, uh, oh, he, he then comes too, uh, and then there's a bit of a battle, right? Or does, no, no, it's the crystal, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. don't forget the crystal. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot. I was like, what's, what's going around here? So This there's is another a, one of those things that, like, if you're, a sci-fi person, it makes total sense, but the movie does not explain it at all. Oh, is this the Death Star plan? Yes, thing that, yeah. deals that is. I told you more Star Wars references. When that pops up, I was like, okay, it's the schematics of the Death Star. Yeah, so it, it was. No, it was the wife that stole the Death Star. Abraham. They work together. Yeah, Abraham and the wife. Uh, yeah, the wife stole it out of the thing, and then yeah, she Abraham sort of. Back guilted him into taking it to that's right yeah to land so there there's a crystal in the in the center of kirkwood smith's office that has a lot just basically it's just a hard drive uh, yeah, and maybe thing. can and control stuff <laughs> right. as well and uh they devise a plan where abraham gets it and he's able to smuggle it oh well this is leading to two things they are able to do this but before this uh, Karen does warp back the memories into Christopher Lambert's skull, uh, and Kirkwood Smith is unaware of this. And it does take a little bit for Christopher Lambert to fully gain consciousness. Yeah, the again classic in kid in the pit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. pulls the kid out of the pit, and then he wakes up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Batman. Well, I, exactly. I also thought you know that metaphor was really weird because it was like an attractive mom and she's like it's like mommy or something it's like very like motherly i was like why does it like your wife have to be your mom like i don't know kind of gross just, yeah. <laughs> yeah well kirkwood smith's into a just lot like of he stuff didn't have his balls out 
<laughs> this is the end of Teen Wolf all over again, Lamar. Oh, man. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, no, this... And, and, and it's different than the, Teen Wolf because they had a they had a camera trained on the balls. <laughs> and if any of you are watching this and you are uh, about to get into Halloween weather when this is released, uh, oh, you should go yes. back and watch Teen Wolf. And there are multiple copies, and uh, then you could remix it with this. It could be a little uh, ball mash off. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> and that both of those movies have. Balls you guys should run a series of movies that have <laughs> balls in them. We can call it the Ball Mash Off. <laughs> <laughs> Take my name off this project. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so yes, then they find out their schematics to the Death Star, which is a, a way of how to get out of this place. That they use D-Day's glass lenses and put the crystal in place, and they use the laser from the rails uh, that keep them in the prison cell, and they kind of beam it over. If that makes sense, <laughs> like uh, yeah, it's animated. And, <laughs> and then we find out there are ways out of the fortress, um, which. I don't remember if in the schematics, but I even thought at this time so they like, don't use. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and at no point in time. So going into this place, remember there was that computer uh, narrative like "Welcome to the fortress." It's like you're surrounded by fifty miles of desert land. And my first thought was like I couldn't remember if it was in the schematics. I'm like they are aware they need vehicles to leave, right? Like you can't just walk out. Like you would walk out into a desert and die. Like were they? Do they ever mention that? Or is this no, just no. like, we need to get out? No. Okay. No, they're just going to get out. Yeah, they just want to get out. So just got to get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the entire crystal like plot was 100% worthless. Because they, <laughs> yes. they looked at the thing, and then they didn't use any of the information they got from it. And that now they also were like, okay, D-Day, so you're cool into electronics. Uh, apparently this guy tried to rob a bank before and some people got killed and he got some money and it seems like he was set up to be some kind of patsy so now he's in here so he's kind of half well he crazed. blew up the money oh that's right yeah to get <laughs> yeah. back at and him his partners that's turned right. him in yeah and then uh so he has that the uh what, what is the ball again the intestine the intestinator yeah, the, like the metal yeah. ball and he's like i'm gonna take it apart and i'm gonna figure out how this thing works and he did so underneath his bed one night he figures it out and yeah, but all he, the all that taking apart and figuring it out, he, all he did was figure out that it was magnetic. <laughs> right. That is correct. It was like anything. It was like anything could set this thing off. This thing is so volatile; like anything will happen. So he makes a fridge he, magnet. Take, yeah, yeah. So he nice. takes two like little flimsy magnets, and imagine, imagine you have something that's a golf ball in a size in your esophagus. Well, he's yep. taking two refrigerator magnets and guiding it out your throat. Right. And but by the way, straight faster up. to go the other way. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <Just saying. laughs> That's not how D-Day works. Through the yeah. Penis, I mean, it was already at like <laughs> pubis level. And then why would you go up from there? You don't go up from pubis. You go down. <laughs> That's our first track <laughs> of Intestinator. Up from pubis. <laughs> That's the album title. <laughs> I bet we could get Christopher Lambert to one guest on a track vocally. Or just to narrate things over it. Like, we'll write music and he can read, yeah, he can read poetry over it. <laughs> and it came out of my throat. <laughs> I hate it. I always go up. <laughs> I see everything now. I'm in touch with everyone. If you want to do the Lambert, you, you put together, you do like a Peter Lorre and then do like uh, Christopher Walken on top of the. Uh. <laughs> then you get the Christopher Lambert. Wow. <laughs> The five oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. you can. <laughs> so you get the you get the weird you get the weird voice, but then the weird pauses you need to get from walking. 
<laughs> Rick. <laughs> Perfect. Help we, me. <laughs> we, uh, we, we start kind of wrapping up the end of the movie when uh, there's now a bunch of tussles. So they're trying to get this crystal back in and the crystal is smudged and... Kirkwood Smith freaks out. He's like, who smudged my crystal? That scene and- where he's trying to get it back in, I mean, come on. It's yeah. like a thing. There's no facets. Just like, put just it in there, dude. I would normally agree with you, and Chris could see us on a video right now, but Lamar knows exactly what I'm talking about, and maybe our friend Mitch is listening to this episode. <laughs> Lamar had a Dreamcast. Lamar had a Dreamcast uh, uh-huh. when a, a Sega Dreamcast came out. Uh, I'm going back here. Our friend Mitch was uh, doing something like like doing something with the phone or something with one hand, and he took a Dreamcast disc while the, it was open and tried to put it in for <laughs> I would say approximately a minute and a half, and I just I started hearing it scratching. And from across the room, I just walked down. I was like, what are you doing? Lamar turned around, freaked, like, holy shit, dude. Like, what are you doing? But he scratched the hell out of it. So I would normally say, like, just get it in. But I have seen firsthand what could happen if you're not paying attention. Well, this is not like a copy of Crazy Taxi. This is like uh, just a little circular thing. Funny enough, it was was a copy of Soul Calibur. It was was Sonic Adventure 2. He was probably doing it on purpose then. It scratched it up so much. I don't think that original copy played anymore. That is correct. Good. But yeah, you're right. He didn't uh, was not paying Terrible attention game. to. Oh, come on. No, it's bad. <laughs> we have fun playing it until he scratched it up to where we couldn't play it anymore. Well, this this brings me back to something that I wanted to ask Chris. So I'll just finish the scene really quick. They do get the crystal in. Uh, Kirkwood Smith is really angry, and now Karen and Abe are basically kind of plotting. And Abe's like. Maybe I should help her. Maybe I should help people escape. Uh, this is good. But this is a question I, I thought of today. I was like, who would be the best person to ask? Every time uh, I keep thinking back, so Lamar and I watched Fortress a few days ago, I thought Chris is a retro video game player. I love retro video games. Oh, this seems like this would be a perfect video game. Like, there are so many different ways you can make a cool Fortress game. I think the only yes. thing that would be held back would be you would want it to be rated R and they would really try to dumb it down for like what would this be Super Nintendo at this point in time? Yeah, there's to be a yeah, thing, but this, this like, movie was '93, so yeah, Super Nintendo or Genesis. Yeah, imagine it, I could totally see a Genesis. It wouldn't have vibrant colors. You're just in a darker. Hundred percent Genesis. Like yeah. Super Nintendo wouldn't do it. It wouldn't get oh, the seal yeah. of quality. No. Yeah, it, it would be like flashback. Like you'd just be running room to room and maybe being like, "I'm getting a prisoner," and they're just, telling me something yeah. and giving me an item. Yeah, it could be just mm-hmm. like that. Actually, you wouldn't I, even need like gory blood and just those eight bit or sixteen bit graphics. That just it's surprising. Yeah, that it's not a a game. It, it's like. Yeah, it's really set up to be like a 16-bit video game for sure. Totally. Even in getting some of the construction vehicles at some point in time or like, I don't know, getting in some vehicle as like maybe those games would have like every eighth level. Um, Yeah, and you get that Mega Man gun at the end. Hell yeah. And then you need like key codes, access cards. I could see it being a little like Metal Gear-esque where it's like... Well, it's just like that Total Recall. There was a Total Recall game. It would just be just like that. That was for for Nintendo, right? For... uh, Genesis and systems. Super Nintendo, 16-bit era. Interesting. It was it terrible? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I mean that's the thing about... I'm a different sort of retro game person where 
I'm pretty sure 99% of the games are extremely terrible. That's fine. Those are the best not games. worth playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's only worth playing play. ironically. Yeah. yeah. There's only like, you know, maybe 12 games that they made from 1985 until 2000 that are actually worth playing. Sega, <laughs> please, please keep making Power Crystal for, for all of us. Just bring it back. Power Crystal. For yeah, us. give us that. <laughs> sure. Rabbit Troop sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh, Smash Brothers, but in a tiny, tiny room. I miss no, that, Lamar. Well, anyway, what are we doing here? Well, we're we'll cut K- that part we're, out. We're back. <laughs> I, I kept writing K's plays, which is Kirkwood Smith's plays. Well, Zed is just done with Kirkwood Smith. At this time, it's like, nope, 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 nope. Like, you've lost your authority. You're just like spying on people. You're getting married to people. Things are out yeah, of she control. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're confined to your quarters. He's like, no. And then he says something like, I've only known my quarters. He says that later to Karen. Yeah. He, yeah. So he never confined. left, yeah. But now he's never going to leave. So, like, nothing, nothing really yeah. changes <laughs> for this guy. It's like, I'm telling you what you already knew, but now it's Yeah, he's ultra or... incel. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I Not only, he, he is involuntarily celibate because he <laughs> was just born that way. Right. And he just sits around playing Minecraft or whatever on his... Uh, <laughs> AI. And you thought he could have a little more with Karen, but she wasn't down and the AI wasn't down and everybody was She wasn't already down. had a Chad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like the I like the flip-flop on Zed's, you know, uh decision on confined to quarters because immediately everyone who has uh the ball taken out of their bodies uh, they do come up with a good plan. They kind of throw it against this exhaust pipe. They take all the balls and throw it on the exhaust pipe. And so <laughs> that when was pretty going, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, and that was so a great the, scene. The intestinator robot or a robot that sees them is there, and Zed's like, uh, or I'm sorry, Kirkwood Smith's like, well, you still need to intestinate them, and Zed agrees. But that explodes all of the balls that are on this pipe. So they have well, he access. hears that uh, like uh, Manix is one of the prisoners. Yeah. Like in the fight. And he's like, he's dead. And he like figures it out, which is. Yeah. He's like, oh, this guy's got his memories back. And immediately Zed and Kirkwood Smith are just fine again. Like he's totally in control. He's like, Mm -hmm. you need to go here, camera there, get these people. And because he threatens that he's like, they're going to deactivate you. And Zed's like, oh shit. Like, no. It's one of those little moments in this movie that like, like bubbles up to the surface of, of goodness. Well, like, I feel if this movie was an R-rated, like, really cool cartoon, this would be the villain. Like, shut up, you. Like, shoot them. Like, but people would really be dying, yeah. and there would be, like, the dynamic of, like, my stupid robot. It's like the Grinch and the dog. They need each other. Uh, but then eventually... If this movie was, like, an eight-part <laughs> Netflix series, people would be really into it. Because you just get... With those things, you're used to just a real, just, like, ocean of shit. And then just a once in a while, something bobs to the surface that you like. And you just sort of moves you along. So that's think, just what this movie is all about. Yeah, if it was a eight-part Netflix series, I think every episode of that uh series you would have one of those parts that bubbles up to the top and shows Yeah, you in the last 5 it, minutes you would just be like, "Oh, that's great." And then you just keep going. Yeah, I also like that good. Chris extended our plan for the reboot movie script to an eight-part series because mm-hmm. that makes me think more money from Netflix. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Get that Isn't Netflix that money. what Netflix is for? <laughs> You're not going to get a second season, money. though. No. That's whatever. They don't care. <laughs> we'll just write a different series. Don't even want to do a second season. <laughs> Fortress 2. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel Fortress 1. Here's Fortress yeah. 2. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. They so actually good. did pitch a series of this movie when it came Re- out. Really? Yep. Wow. They had huh. like a pilot script written and everything. 
Did, did it say like who they were going for as far as actors? I am sure. No, like, I don't think it got to that point, but um, they were sort of looking to make a series out of it. I think this would be cool. I mean, it's pretty much the fugitive. It would be in the future. And then like we would see like future politics, future vehicles. Future, yeah, it was like, supposed people. to take place after the movie. So they would be like on the run from Mentel. Interesting. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be better than just a story about more people living in a fortress, which is what like Prison Break would be. It's all yeah. a fortress. It's, I don't want to see <laughs> yeah. a prison movie. Well, this is where Chris notes also that this was the big plan. That they're going to go through the exhaust hatch. So you got to shoot that photon, proton cannon uh, right in the Death Star track. And you got to be accurate. And they need to go out this pipe the same way. We've got the schematics. we got the plan. Uh, Kirkwood Smith flips on all these exhaust pipes and they don't use it at all. This is where this yeah. movie goes fucking wild. I yeah. wrote that. Like, like, the movie, movie gets silly. It goes nuts. I'm glad we are, we can all agree this is the movie yeah. just loses all shit. Yeah, it, it, it goes, goes buck yeah. wild. It's like the movie sees the end and it's like, I'm getting there. You know, I don't care what happens. It is. It powers <laughs> through though. I gotta say, yeah. it just loses its fucking mine yeah so all these exhaust pipes are going off and uh one of the prisoners the one that was really rough and tumble with these guys earlier he's like no i'm going out they're like, don't go out man so you gotta stay together so he goes out immediately gunned down and we see he's oh, gunned great down squib by... work there too <laughs> yeah yeah he's so gunned many down squibs there's a mixture of these like half robot people and they're like walking darth vaders that we see <laughs> oh they're <laughs> like borg darth vaders <laughs> yeah. straight up borg it's not even funny how close with they samus are to cannons <laughs> <laughs> yes well yeah and lambert takes the fir- for the first one he kills he takes the samus cannon and he's using the fuck out of it and he kills many more people and none of his colleagues take additional hand cannons. Yeah, that no. the hand cannon has dope. so much ammo. So yes. much ammo. Yeah, it is just like like it's honest to god like twelve feet of ammunition. Like it is just coiled on the floor like a train in a wedding dress. Right. It's nuts. It looks like Chewbacca's bandolier. <laughs> yeah, it's just, this like, time like ten unraveled. Right. Fucking like into this movie where from when Kurtwood Smith says like <laughs> bring out the strike clones. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, strike clones? And then there's like Borg Vaders, and they're, it's, it's wild. There's a and, robot and, truck. Things and, are and, crazy. And the prisoners are, are mixed. Some are successfully maybe escaping, again, to where, because if they even they get out, they're kind of trapped. Some are just falling off these retractable platforms, and then you see yeah. a bunch where it's like they're chanting like an Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Like, Why would they <laughs> jump at the retractable bridges? The bridges, the doors don't open. The bridges are just going back, and they're jumping on them. What? <laughs> just, just like, we had this one set. We're just going to keep using this. <laughs> right. Yeah, so in in all of this, like how do, I can't remember how does uh, Lambert make his way back up to Kirkwood Smith? He just like goes he to the rides office, the right? gun. Yeah, rides oh, the that's gun. right, that's right. Yeah, he's able to take all these things out, and he rides a gun up and goes to Kirkwood Smith's office. This is the thing that we see from the first scene in the prison that the guns are going up and down the thing, and oh, that they right. have to yeah. steal a crystal or whatever to like figure out that they're going to do a different thing. These are the and items they end up you need doing the, the thing game. that they've been foreshadowing through the whole <laughs> freaking movie. Ride the gun. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he gets in the office and uh, <laughs> he basically just shuts it down. Like all of this happens pretty quick. Uh, they, we find out Karen's uh, about to deliver a baby. Or no, she they're going to terminate the pregnancy. No, they're going no. to take the baby. <laughs> terminate and her. her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Terminate it's her a, it's an anti-abortion. Yes. Right. Yeah. And he specifies this delivery process 
does yeah. not spare the wife. Or Abortions like are illegal, yeah. but we're going to do it the other way around. Right. And it wasn't like Weird. she was... We'd move. She wasn't having a condition that would that put her life in jeopardy. They were just going to kill her. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he, yeah, he's not, he's not stoked about that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even remember. I stopped taking notes on here. I oh, think. that was great too. When he was threatening, um, Kurtwood Smith and, uh, let's see what I wrote down. Um, yeah, we're killing it on this. Yeah. Point. When he's just like, no, I'm absolutely not going to do it. And then he's like, but please do it. And then he's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he, he flip-flopped pretty quick there. And then it was Zed that, that was the computer that refused to do it. That's he, right. Like, he flip-flopped immediately, uh, and the yes. computer refused to, to go along with it. Because the computer is right. Yeah. Kerwood Smith is in, pretty incompetent mm. at this job. Yeah. And, and then they escape, and they make their way to a military truck, which, again, thank God. I love the scene when they get into the military truck. So now there's four. No, there's three of them left. There's Karen, there's Gomez, everyone else died that tried to yep. save them, and Christopher Lambert. And they're like, oh no, like the truck doesn't work. And honest, they, they just are waving buttons. They're pressing buttons. There, yeah. are, there are, honest to God, 150 <laughs> to 300 right. buttons. It's like and a switches switch and like yeah, They're all numbpads. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and they, like, they, he flips like one or two. He's like, damn it, doesn't work. And then he's damn like, it, damn. <laughs> damn it. And then he flips like another I one. He's like, oh, there it goes. And then it just turns on, he drives out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She just like jams on a numpad a few buttons and goes, and yeah. I think she even says like, "Oh, let me try," because like she's the computer's expert. And mm. I do, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it like, "What is the code?" And she just like hits buttons right. and it it's, turns on. It's this random mash of buttons. They don't even say code. They just say there must be yeah. some way to open the door, and then right. she's jamming on a numpad. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so they Up they go. They drive out, and then the next scene is just like a pan to like them out of there, right? Like yeah, they like yeah. they crash through the gate and wide shot. Yeah, yeah, and then out of the like, oh, they can like drive the these miles. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can drive the miles out of the desert. Like we're in like a military vehicle, and then we get to some like panned shot or like a transition to or really like <laughs> it's like a manger basically. I don't know how this barn is even <laughs> standing. Stable. Like yeah, yeah, it's, it's like stable. If someone took toothpicks and glued it together (laughs) and then expanded it into real life that's what it looks like it Mm. looks like if you cook kick down one it's all going down but that's that's the barn that they're in yeah this is something like in uh breaking bad or better call saul like something really bad is about to happen that's the building that they're in and then uh we see that uh shickets cool yeah (laughs) i've never i never i didn't finish that Oh my god! Uh, I know All what right. you mean. And I didn't I see don't. that in Call Saul. Is, that, she, is that is that the twelve percent beer that you're drinking? Yeah. Yeah. How is it? It's twelve percent. <laughs> <laughs> you did the, the grimace when you took a sip was telling. Yeah. 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 So then we see Karen is about to give birth. They're in the barn, but Zed reactivates, and Zed is able to activate the truck from a distance, and now it turns into what's the uh, Stephen King movie where all the the maximum, maximum overdrive. overdrive. Well, now Christine maximum. or maximum overdrive. <laughs> right. This specifically on a Coke yeah. bender is maximum overdrive. Oh, for sure. Now the truck is trying to plow them all down. And this is really shitty. They take out Gomez immediately. This guy's been through all of this and they just take Emilio Esta Gomez goes yeah, out. Th- yeah, th- and he just gets run over by this truck. That that was a bummer for me. I was yeah. actually hoping uh, hoping I couldn't remember the exact like moment of this movie ending, but I was hoping this is like going to be when they wake up in a bar and it's like a dream like, "Ah, oh, no, we really did escape." No, Gomez has died or has mm-hmm. died. And then I can't remember like through a series of events he's able to 
Yeah, he uses the, the Mega truck. Man gun and he like right. then he oh, turns yeah. into so a flamethrower. Yeah, he gets out in front of the truck. <laughs> He's battling he machine the truck. guns it, right. and then he finally runs out of ammo. Right. Um, after yeah, uses you know, the 600, 700 shots. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he like punches it until it becomes a flamethrower, and it does. <laughs> and he flamethrows the truck, and for some reason the truck veers off of him, because <laughs> it's. I guess the truck is afraid of flames. <laughs> <laughs> or no. And it crashes into the uh, manger slash I, I did like this, because it, it doesn't just explode. It just explodes everywhere. <laughs> just, <laughs> it absolutely destroys everything. <laughs> like, like, like Anyone in a 25-mile radius would hear and see this instantly. I mean, it is just a fireball of explosions. Yeah. And then we get, like, a close-up of Lambert's eyes. He's just like, no, I know. But then we hear, Aaron. But then we hear, wah, 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 like, all simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so apparently she over. gave birth, to herself. picked up the kid, and then sprinted out <laughs> of the thing. Yeah, sorry. She <laughs> birthed the child herself is what I meant to say. Like, she, yeah. when this truck was happening and during the sequence, apparently... She just went in the corner and gave birth and assisted herself. Yeah, and now just, just yanked it out. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. the child's there, and mm-hmm. he's all happy, and right. then freeze frame, and that. Yeah, like hit right. Lambert and the kid high five, and then the movie's over. And then we got that, that was fortress. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, 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 and so we, so we, we all talked before that the, we started recording today. No one has seen Fortress Two, and I read the premises. They're breaking back in. Like, oh my god! And I was, I, I've, I was very aware that there was a fortress. I was telling Chris that. I just thought like someone else played the character. Like this was like the directive video where it was like, uh, who's a, oh no, oh my god, uh, who, who is the motorcycle dude who is in that show? Um, Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, that's like that's who I thought it'd be like. Lorenzo what? Lamas is now going to play like Christopher Lambert's character. That's what I had in my mind. Like we'd get someone like him. It'd be direct a video. There was like a thousand copies ever made. Like, like no, it's Christopher Lambert. He's breaking back in. I, I think if Kerwood Smith wasn't in it, I wouldn't want to watch it. Yeah. I wonder how much of, uh, uh, wonder how much he's in it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good call. If they are trying to probably reintroduce or introduce a new star into that movie, I mean, probably what it is. So this is taking place in the future. Good God. If only this could be the Highlander 2 crossover that we've all dreamed we of. We all want that. Where he's playing multiple characters and multiple mm. storylines. Fantastic. It can't happen. <laughs> Fantastic. We could get a CG of Sean Connery in it. Like, that's what everyone wanted. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone's asking for still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how did everyone like Fortress? Fortress I like this movie a lot, actually. I also like this yeah, movie. Yeah, same. It was a movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so on my end, I might be mocking a little bit. I honestly had a lot of fun. I've seen this before. So I, I like anything future, escapey, and... I mean, yeah, there's silly moments. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, Chris's assessment. A big, a big flip flop in uh, comparison to most films is Kirkwood Smith's character is good. Like one, he is clearly the best actor in the entire film, and not the animal. And there is no animal that no. we saw. And two, there is some turnaround where I do like the development of his character, and he's really not as bad as you think he is. It's like maybe you've just left this guy a little bit. He'd be kind of cool, but this company made him the person he is, and. Screw him. Well, wasn't do I don't even know if we talked about this. Wasn't he like a child that was delivered in the prison? Wasn't he was? Main, he was like yes. an extra child. Yeah, right. Wasn't that like, like the main conceit yeah. that like this this prison, the males? Yeah, he's just, literally never left the the prison. Yeah. Right. Like the male prisoners just work to make the prison bigger, and the female prisoners give birth yeah. to people who will become yeah. Kurtwood Smith yeah. and and other those weird. Well, that's what I said guards. before. Like. 
I don't really know the goal. Like the 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 world goal for me is you just keep making a bigger fortress. Well, they say at some point that they like everyone will be like enhanced, like Kurtwood Smith is, with so that they won't like use up resources or something. I don't know. That because they just. I mean, it's funny because like the the world population in 1993 was like half of what it is now. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be a running theme with movies like this, like Terminator and. or just movies where AI takes over or in like the matrix where they just enslave mankind into some form of battery to power their own existence. And I think yeah. fortress is kind of a movie where it's like, we're just going to keep building this encapsulation of humanity. And, um, there's really no big purpose that we understand. It's just, we're just going to keep enslaving humanity, keep breeding, keep living here. We're just going to get bigger and bigger, and there's really no purpose in the end. I think movies like this are sort of actually optimistic. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what they're doing is they're underestimating humans' ability to collapse into complete disorder. <laughs> yeah, so what they're saying is we need to control the population. But, w- I mean, really, we'll just keep doing the population, keep fucking things up until everything collapses. It will take care of it. It will all take care of itself. So uh, this pre- movie is saying that it won't take care of itself, which is really underestimating how shitty we can be. <laughs> yes, I appreciate movies like that. I think Chris sounds just cranky. I don't think he's he's had enough amino uh, acid. <laughs> I haven't had all my amino acids. Because no. that's really pessimistic. Like once you get some amino acids into you. <laughs> no, I mean it won't be in our lifetime, so I don't care. So. Yeah. We're good. Chris, we could build a fortress together. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird dark note on the end. But this movie was actually really weirdly dark with all the, um, all like the pregnant lady hurting and stuff. Like with the the scenes with yeah. the pregnant ladies in prison. Yeah. Like there was some really like, it was different than Total Recall because Total Recall was all sort of above a certain level of, like amusement. Yeah. Um, and this movie like would sort of delve into stuff that was pretty dark. That's yeah, true. I mean, as, as as Mike even noted, I mean, like the politics that we're seeing in this are definitely rivaling uh, fears that people have today. Uh, and yeah. that's definitely a lot different than some of the other sci-fi movies. I mean, this is like super messed up that you let the government control anyone to this level. I mean, all of a sudden you're getting like near lifetime imprisonment, you uh, breeding and genetic controls like this. This is nuts. Um, Oh, sure. Why would we have a reproductive crime and private prisons? That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I know we talked about this before, but we were talking about if we've seen this movie uh, before we viewed it for this episode. And some of us have and some of us haven't. Some of us have imagery of seeing this movie in the past. And I'm just kind of wondering why it never got the acclaim or the um, footprint that the other movies that we were talking about total recall and i was actually going to reference the running man as well i said oh, I, did, I think I, I, I might have some insight into that actually i also said no sorry i just want, i said I, oh. and chris could join us for this i did say out of all like the uh the schwarzenegger or the, like and especially like richard bachman like alternate stephen king stuff i did say i would be willing to do running man uh for this because i do feel that's Great a little movie. more yeah. yeah a little more lesser known of all of them sorry to cut you it's off it's a little harder to do 
movies that are fucking amazing. Yeah, right? yeah. So we, <laughs> we have talked about awesome. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I guess this movie came out in theaters. Like where I lived, this was a video only thing. Like we didn't have multiplex cinemas and stuff, so like this movie wouldn't have played. Mm. But um, apparently, where it did, uh, like a week later, like every awesome movie came out. This was like uh. 1993, so I think it was like. Maybe like Jurassic Park and stuff came out like a week after this movie did. So that was about right. Um, it had no chance of mm. making any money. Also, like the budget was fifteen million, and yeah, four fortress. I mean, also also think in the uh, the view of especially all of the '90s put together. Let's say like 1989 to maybe 2000 to 2001. It was uh-huh. so difficult to get movies that especially were sci-fi based to make crazy amounts of money. I mean, really look, I mean, oh, yes, sure. we do have like Terminator two in the mix. We have total recall. So we have like, if you have Schwarzenegger, yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, unless it's Schwarzenegger and it's the early nineties, we now have like a dead space right up until the matrix, like in the movie theater itself. It was like yeah. sci-fi. Like that was almost like a, like well, not a, to get too pretentious about it, but like the nineties <laughs> were like the, like the seventies new cinema sort of over again, where we yeah. had independent films, which were sort of the most yeah. popular thing. And totally, the, yeah, totally. Like, big high concept movies were really not popular until, you know, maybe 2010s. I think, I think the most misleading, I'm going to put this in quotes, the most misleading quote unquote sci-fi esque movie that was ever built to me was uh, Sandra Bullock in the net. They're like, oh, it's like a sci-fi thriller. It is not at all. It is no. not even remotely close. I remember just seeing a, what, Yeah, the science part. It would just be like science wrongness. It would just <laughs> it would, be like, well, I think that what we is, have now, only a wrong interpretation of it. Yeah, she, in, the, in the net, it was, she was playing Doom in the beginning, and then she's like, I know some coding, and then sends an email at the end. I'm like, what? That No. <laughs> Like, I thought it was going to yeah. be, like, Hackers 2. This is not... I haven't seen that movie in ages. Yeah, I mean, there just wasn't like... an appetite for that in the 90s. Yeah, like... exactly. What I was yeah. just about to say, it came around the time where no one was interested in that, and they did it incorrectly. But yeah, just... I think, for me, yeah. that's the biggest thing. I feel like there were a lot of movies that came out on the sci-fi realm, but that's when they were just really fucking around with early CGI, and it well, that, sucked. Well, th- that's what I mean. Like, it was really hard just to get those budgets to release it. So, like, these movies were existing, but to, like, really get them in the theater, people were like, like, there's no Schwarzenegger. Even if the CG's bad and you have Schwarzenegger, you know you're making your money back. Well, yeah, but, I mean, look at, like... Well, like, I mean, like, think about, like, the sci-fi or any of the movies of the 80s, which are these big, grand things. Yeah. And then the 90s came around, and we started getting those you know, like independent movies. Um, and even with the CG, like, you know, some things like Jurassic Park had CG in it. It was amazing. Right. But then you also um, had like Johnny Mnemonic and what was the one with yeah. Denzel? But it wasn't there. Yeah. Like, there was also something about the Virtuosity. 90s yeah. aesthetic that didn't work with those movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It was a weird time where like the science... Like science present and science fiction were sort of coming together a little bit, and they were tr- trying to make movies that were sort of bridging that gap, and That's it just true. wasn't working. And um, during the mid '90s, there was a period of time where we were really we didn't know what the internet was. We were just experimenting with that period of time, and I feel like there was a combination between science fiction and cyber. Uh, cybernetics and cyberpunk that yeah 
trying to write stories for, and some of it came out all right. We got The Matrix out of it, but then we yep. got The Lawnmower Man out of it. We sure did. The 90s did kind of, yeah, the 90s did kind of fuck up the, like the, because the 80s had that cyberpunk stuff, and like cyberpunk is like my favorite genre. Yeah, Chris, ever. yes. Mm-hmm. So like, and that has sort of a retro future sort of aesthetic to it. And then the 90s came out, and some of the stuff in in the cyberpunk stuff started to come true. Um, so they started putting that into it, and then it's just diluted it into not working anymore. I think you find a lot of concepts between that and Fortress that we just watched and talked about. Um, there's elements oh, sure, of, yeah. um, of dark future, but a future where there's technology obviously involved with the uh, the things the what were they? They put them in your stomach and the testinators, testinators, no, <laughs> <laughs> and b- being able to read your dreams and just kind of how humans are going to be able to be controlled in the future. If I learned anything from this movie, it's how comfortable I am with Kirkwood Smith reading my dreams. Yes, <laughs> he, he can enter my dreams if he wants. I'd sign up for that. Yeah, Th- that's what great. I actually dream about. Well, Chris, I know we're going to have to sign off in a moment because we have well exceeded the length of what Fortress even is. I know that's been Mike and I's conversation, but I have a question for you in a second. But to to reach us at any point in time, you are free to, any of you out there, to reach us at Rabbit Troop Sucks Podcast at gmail.com. You could go to Rabbit Troop Sucks directly.com directly. You could hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. We also wanted to throw out that we have uh, a couple, uh, a little bit of merch in the works, and we have some shot glasses. And what I wanted to throw out, and I talked to Mike before this was if anyone wants a shot glass, you should tell us a Hollywood movie that you would like us to review in October. And if we choose your movie or choose it maybe later, We'll send you one of those shot glasses. A Halloween so, movie. Yeah, a Halloween movie. Uh, so a horror or really a like... A spooky film? Yeah, a spooky film. And Chris, we'll clearly just send you a shot glass because you're just awesome and on the show. But for those of you who are not... Sure, and, I am both of those things. <laughs> and want to get closer to awesomeness, you could tell us a really cool Halloween-themed movie that you'd like us to watch. And if we do it in October, we'll definitely be in touch. And if we save it for later, we'll give you credit and send you a cool Rabbit Troop Sucks shot glass. I'll put up some pictures online. Uh, Chris, one of my conversation points for you was, we really hope you're on again. Is there a movie, uh, if it's Halloween, if it's anything, is outside of that secret movie we talked about, is there a movie you would really like to get involved with? Uh, I always like to ask. Um, I mean, I really do anything. I, uh, sort of just from, you know, my podcast in the past, uh, I could, I, I, I'm sort of equipped to talk about any sort of movie. Well, if we uh, maybe maybe you want one of those other uh, members of your uh, of your podcast because maybe we could do Fortress Two at some point in time where Chris's podcast focuses on sequels, which is less than or sequel to. Um, that would be the true hybrid. We also have recently been focusing on X Men: The Animated Series. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, which you all should listen yeah. to. That but yeah, awesome. I know Chris likes sci-fi and and all of that, so yeah, definitely a solid fit. Uh, Mike, any any questions for Chris or anything? No. Clearly, we can keep talking after this. I'm going to stop recording. Uh, usually, I end off with a little bit of ending music, but I did a field recording of what I would assume is the last huge summer rain that we had yesterday. It was awesome. Yeah, it so, was nuts. Yeah, so I actually went outside. So instead of uh, a little music today, I'm going to end off. Did it make with, you feel fine? It did make me feel <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm gonna awesome. I'm gonna play some uh, some thunderstorm music from Denver, Colorado. And as always, Chris, thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us. I hope you join us again. Oh, thank you so much oh, for having good me. Good to have you, Chris. Uh, as always, rabbit troop sucks. Mm-hmm. Rabbit troop sucks. <laughs>